Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have a lovely lady and she's all the way from Zimbabwe originally and she's living in England and she's, we're just going to find out a bit about her, what she has to offer life and what we can learn. So nice to have you here today. Thank you. So tell us, first of all, what was life like in Zimbabwe? What I can remember, it was great. Growing up as a child, definitely not like England. You're free, playing with sticks. <laughs> so was you? So you was not in the capital? No, we were just like in Matari. Okay. Yeah, so it's just. Is that like farm area or something like that? Yeah, we we had like a land. So my nan run like R RSPCA, like for dogs. Oh, is it? Yeah. Out there. Yeah, so she used to run that, and then obviously Mugabe wanted all the white farmers gone. So mm. was your mama a white farmer? Your uh, grandma or white farmer? Not, no, but just like, just white people in Zim mm. was sort of like coming to an end mm -hmm. sort of thing. It just wasn't... Yeah, I understand. Yeah, so it was just a bit shit and then we came, then we came to England. And so when did you come here then? When I was eight, so tw like 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah, so my whole life, basically my whole life's been in, in England. Okay. Mm. So tell us, what kind of person were you like when you were in school? What kind of person I was like? Yeah, were you introvert? Extrovert? Oh, I would definitely say I was an extrovert. Okay. Yeah, just just a normal, happy person. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's always good. jokes, laughter. Mm, all right. I think I your accent is quite a London accent, though. Yeah. 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 What part of London are you from? We just live in southeast, so Crystal oh, Palace. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm southwest, but I've lived in southeast. As okay. Well, Oak Kent Road. And oh stuff yeah, yeah. Like. I work all around there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you used to be in the police. I used to be in the police. And what made you want to join the police? I just I was my ambition when I was a child okay. to join the police, and okay. I did it, okay. and and it wasn't what I thought it was. What did you think? Coming from somebody who's ex-military myself, yep. And I was either when I was young, I was either going to be a policeman or a soldier. Okay. And my dad said you can't be both, so I picked the soldier because he had a gun. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was the decision maker. Yeah. So what, you said it wasn't as what you expected. What, what was the? What did you expect, and what was the difference? I expected a lot more practical work speaking to people engaging and it's not like that it's just so busy in london that you just haven't got time for that and mm. mo and you're just stuck in the office doing paperwork so i'd say like 95 percent of policing is stuck in an office and five percent is really? talking to people so wait a minute that's a bit confusing were you a detective no 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 i was a pc on the beat in woolwich so i don't understand that because so every time you arrest somebody or something, you have to do paperwork? Oh yeah. It'll take you the whole day. Really? Just yeah. do the paperwork? Yeah. Can't you just like record the conversation and just put it... No. Everything has to be like statement written. Everything has to be formal, written. Oh, statements. It's a good thing I, ch I chose ability. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, no, um, no, I'm not academic either, so yeah, it's just a bit of a That defeats the object. Really? But I thought the policemen on the beat wouldn't have to, they, they need to have a better system where you just were talking to what happened, 
Bob said this, Sally said this, the Bob said this, the Joan John did this. Yeah. Record, seal, date, send off to Yeah, HQ. it's not that it's not that black and white. No one can tamper with it again. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Forget just how easy that is. Everything is just even though you've got your body worn now. Yeah. And well, it goes off with a camera shop. That would have yeah, been so yeah, much but, easier. But everything still has to be written. It's a bit ancient, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so everything is paper trail of everything. Everything you do, who you're with, your team, it's, it is a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, the skills of being an officer is like amazing, what you need to do. And So tell us a bit about training. How did you find training? Training was good. Training was educational, definitely. And I trained in Sidcup and Marla House. Because you either train at Hendon yeah. or Sidcup. So training was good, but when you do your training in classroom is completely different to going out and mm. getting cussed every day. So, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing, it's, you can't compare that. You can't compare yeah. being in a classroom for 17 weeks and then going out into the big bad world where everyone hates you. Does everybody automatically hate you, would you think? Uh, I would say that people have a negative outlook on the, mm. on the mat. Because um, I personally, when I was younger, I used to get I'd say blatantly, I suppose that was harassment or um, making you, making um, stereotypical things from the police to myself. But as I've got older, I generally deal with the police. I, see, I have an attitude that I'm going to kind of address you, uh -huh. how you address me, but I won't, how to put it? If you're being unprofessional, I'll just say, you know what, I've done worse than your job before and I didn't speak like this to the Taliban mm -hmm. or the Afghan locals. So, Let's just calm down. We can have a civil. Do you see what I mean? That yeah, kind yeah, of attitude. Yeah. You don't need human. to be. Yeah, you don't need to be thing. Authoritative. Yeah. Or... Just talk to me. I can answer your questions, and we can both go on our way and have a cup of tea or whatever. That kind of thing. But yeah. Okay. So, what was your biggest? When when did you realise that this oh, maybe not for me? I think quite to be honest, early on in my training, when we went out, and just the kind of people that I'd be working with. It's a lot of youngsters now, mm -hmm. like 18, 19, who join in the police and they mould you into this person they want you to be. So if you're established before you join the police, you know, so there are people who've lived their life and they're like 45 and still go into the police. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just something, just the work, just so all you do is work and you don't really get much out of it. The money's crap. Oh, is it money? Yeah. What's the starting wage for the 31. Food? Okay. But they take 12% of your wage as a pension. So you're either in it or you're out of it. So that's £300 gone. So you're only taking about £1,700 a month. What? Yeah. I stick with my Uber job. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally like, I don't think people realise until... And how many hours do you reckon you do a day? Well, it depends what, what you get, but it's between 9 and 10 hours. But they can cancel your rest days when they want to. They can... You, you're bound by them. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a job. So they expect you to bleed blue, kind of thing. A hundred percent. And I don't. I don't. I realise that spending time with my family means a lot more to me than consistently working all the time. You got children? No. Okay. So no. you the family, and loved ones. Yeah. No. Just yeah. like my sister and the kids and my partner and. Just stuff like that. I just don't need to. I yeah. think you, especially with the job that I'm doing now, I think people need to appreciate life. Yeah, I hear you. So, you spoke about young people being in the job and being moulded. It sounds a lot like the military. They take people 
they'd take people who are 12 if possible, but the government okay. re regulates them to 15 and three quarters for when you get your NI number. But you can't go to war until you're 18. Okay. So you're kind of groomed in that two year yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is the knife crime age. So it's easy, you know, you've got quite a thing. What kind of things was it that you found that you were, you like, this, apart from the, obviously you spoke about work attitude. Yeah. What was it kind of things that, that you realised that the, the, the atmosphere is not what you like? Yeah, I just think it was like even having a laugh and a joke anymore. Everything's so watched. You oh. can't, you can't have banter. Oh, so is that like because of the PC, the woke kind of crowd? Like, yeah, I just think that they've had to, they've had to minimise the way that people are. Obviously, there's sexism, racism in the police. It's like everywhere. It's rife. It's never going to happen. It's never going to change. But mm. the older generation, you know, they're dying out now. So the sexism and stuff in the police is 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 fading. But it will never go away. It's like racism. It will never go away. It will still be there. People still have their opinions, still have their their issues about things. But yeah, it was, yeah, it's just until you're in it, you don't realise how much it consumes your life. Mm -hmm. Like starting work at four o'clock in the afternoon for me is not right. <laughs> well, that's me. I start work anytime, but I hear you. Yeah, saying. yeah. I just, I'm like, couldn't do anything worse. I like routine. So, put it this way, yeah? You've got a magic pen. Yep. You can write any, they, get, they can get as much funding or whatever they need or whatever changes. What would you change to make the police a place that you feel people should go and join? Or women? Oh God. Yeah, because if you look at it like in a career aspect, mm -hmm. like it's brilliant. You know, you as a PC, if you're seven years in, you could, I think it's like 48 would be the max you would earn plus overtime and everything like that. Is overtime uh, is common? What's overtime? Time and a half? Yeah, yeah. And then what would time and a half be on an hourly rate? Do you know? I don't even know, but I don't think it's great. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a difficult one because you either love it or you hate it. Mm. But there's loads of people that I trained with and still hate it now. Who, they still hate yeah they just still hate it but they have nothing that people had left their old jobs because they hated their old jobs and went into the police and decide to do to do that mm. it's great but the happy doesn't outweigh the the bad mm -hmm. okay that's very that's very interesting in that respect so moving on so you made that change Mm -hmm. from the police to undertakers. Mm -hmm. Why undertakers? Well, I did it for six years before I joined the police. Oh. Yeah, so it was Family business? No, 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 just dignity. It's one of our branches on the corner, actually. Okay, yeah. dignity, okay. Yeah, I've just worked with the company for six years, left, obviously, then came back. Um, and yeah, super happy. Best, definitely made the right decision. Uh -huh. um, and it's a great job to be in. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, people you, always upset. Yeah, people are always upset, but it's about what you take from it. So like, what do you take from it? I take from it that life is so short and enjoy yourself, earn money, spend it, have fun, because it could be gone tomorrow. 
so but i take i take for a bit because everyone like is a super unhappy job we have a, a laugh you have to the, sh the shit that we see you have to have a laugh so when you say the stuff that you see like in regards to what people mourning or like it's a child's funeral or something oh like all of it like we have the Greenwich coroners Lewisham Southwark Lambeth coroners oh, must be a lot of money in that business isn't it oh yeah, yeah yeah we we do make we do make decent money but you've got to work hard for it really yeah. So what do you do? do you, I suppose it's depending on the culture whether you carry the coffin for people. And... Yeah, so you either do like the private ambulance side of it, so picking up the deceased from hospitals, oh, home addresses I, and stuff like that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, or you do the or you do the funeral side of it. Oh. Yeah. That's, that opens up, that's a whole other rabbit hole because I never thought about that. Someone's got to pick up the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we pick murder, disform, all that. Yeah, yeah. Which, wait everything. a minute, everything. you pick them up and take them to hospital yes. or to the morgue. Yep. And then you've got somebody in that in your funeral place so a funeral place and i'm telling me correct me if i'm using the wrong term here but a funeral place that's where they do autopsies no so they'll do that in the mortuary okay so you will pick them up from let's say someone's been murdered yep um in a house yep you pick the body up and take them to the mortuary yeah so it depends if it's lambeth lewisham or greenwich you'll go to greenwich probably mortuary if yeah. it's Southwark, he'll go to St Thomas's. Okay, so, so but you're the people who would take them to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they determine, the coroner determines, we're only transport, so coroner determines whether that person shall have a, so a So you're seeing all kind of people who have yeah. been They're not in a black bag or a body bag or anything No, like we that. do that. We put them in the body bag. It depends. It depends if people... No, are... I'm looking. If you could, you could see my face. If the yeah. audience could see my face. It's like... <laughs> Okay, that's really deep. Yeah, that's yeah. That's deep because you you must this this really kind of combines in with the police here because you're seeing the aftermath of this crimes. Do you believe in a death penalty? I don't I, know. My, my opinion, I'll give you my opinion. I'll ask you that, but at the same time I'll quickly give you my opinion. I do when it comes to child abuse. Yep. But everything else, no. Yep. What's your opinion based on what you see? Do you see the aftermath? The thing is, America's just so different to the UK, but because they obviously have the death penalty still. Yeah, in certain but, states, yeah. Yeah, with certain crimes, 100%, you should be killed. Mm. Rapists, children, mm. molesters. Mm -hmm. But you know, people go to prison for like five years and come out and they're living next door to you. Yeah. And you have children. It's not right. The justice system is not right. I think the rapists. I don't believe in death penalty unless it's a child and reason being is because there's a lot of things that weren't true. Uh -huh. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's hard yeah, to prove right. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know the finer details but I just hear there's a lot of cases that weren't the case. Somebody was upset, somebody was things like that. But still, did you, so you've been doing that job for six years before you joined the police. Did yep. you find that you... You never suffered nightmares or no ever, never. You, you really well. You, you're, you're a special kind of person. Yeah. I suppose what kind of personality do you need to have to do that job? I think you just need to be like you have to be a positive person, and you have to be warming and caring and empathetic to people. You're going into people's houses, and and to be honest, sometimes it could just be like a conveyor belt when you're picking up people, mm. and it just can be a little sometimes people get a little bit like oh fucking hell like not another person 
mm. blah 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 and then you lose that empathy so but you, you when you're picking up somebody who's 18 who's just hung himself and his mum's crying just stuff like that hits home a little bit is that really is that really quite common yeah loads of loads of young men really? will commit suicide yeah I think I'd never understood that though. yeah I'd never understood that because it's like I don't know you got your whole life ahead of you I don't know, mate. It's just a weird one. It's crazy. It's, it is crazy. Like what what we yeah. see and what you have to like you said. Do we see nightmares and stuff like that? I've never seen anything. I've never felt uneasy about certain things or upset. Hundred percent. Of course, it's horrible. Some things are horrible that you go to, like RTCs, like road traffic collisions. Mm. You know. Mm. Do you have people who join the job and in a week they say, I can't do it? Yeah, yeah, loads of people. It's just not for everyone. It's just not for everyone. You don't need any qualifications. You just need to have a good work ethic. What's the kind of start? Because I know COVID, yep. I got uh, someone told me there's working with the dead COVID bodies, you get like 4K or something ridiculous, a lot of money for a short period of time um, for the time the lockdown thing was off because yes. people didn't want to work with covid bodies yeah so when we did covid god i think i averaged i think in one month me alone did like 91 call outs mm -hmm. and that's you know i took home it was six grand but you obviously pay tax so but yeah i took home like four and a half mm -hmm. grand but you, like again you just consistently working like 10 deceased during the night like that's a lot it's what you do in a weekend normally oh is it yeah normally you normally average from about 7 to 15 on a weekend mm -hmm. every weekend mm -hmm. in the four boroughs that we have so if somebody wanted to become an employee in the funeral business like yep. what you do where would they how would they go about that well so you just apply yeah but okay you just apply it's quite easy to get into like they put the salary up now for our company so what's your starting what's the starting for our salary our starting salary is twenty six thousand three hundred and something okay so it's not bad and then you get out of hours overtime, yeah, overtime. extra so you can you you can literally take home like 45 grand a year oh yeah because of overtime and coroners and you don't need any qualifications you just need a strong stomach a strong stomach you need to be strong you need to be a little bit fit because you're taking down somebody's 30 stone and there's two of you in a flat yeah yeah you've got to be and you've got to want to work night shifts as well because yeah. the out of hours you'll be sleeping and then you'll get woken up mm. during the night if somebody you, dies if you've got all these connections well if you're doing this job you ever considered up doing a cleanup company so, yeah, so no. I, I interviewed somebody, two people actually goes, and they clean up, well, what, they both got cleaning companies, but one was in jail and he did a cleaning course. And then he was, and it's a specialised cleaning course, so he can clean up blood and all of that. Okay. So when there was a fight or stabbing or death in jail, he used to go and clean the cells. He'd get paid, but he'd get paid peanuts. Yeah. Then when he come out, he started to do it for this Jewish company or what have you they had lo loads of property and now he's on the books for call outs for things like that but that's something that if you started a business like that you got that connection yeah see i just prefer taking yeah that that easy standing there and cleaning people who's been decomposed for three weeks is not something i want to do <laughs> okay so there's yeah. limitations then 
Yeah, literally. You do, the, that side, what we do is the easier side of it. You, you know, you just go into somebody's house, collect them, mm-hmm. and then put them in the mortuary, and that's it. That's your job done. Mm-hmm. It's just the traffic in London, you know. So mm-hmm. a job can take you like two hours because of the traffic mm. and stuff like that but yeah like you said there's limitations of what you're willing to do yeah okay so what does the future hold for you just carry on doing what i'm doing trying to earn good money gain more experience potentially potentially be a manager one day mm-hmm. mm. in the in the business some somehow okay but yeah and just be learn from other people not being good managers <laughs> I can see that said in relation to the police. What have you learned from your time in the police that you wish you knew when you had started? To be honest, I didn't learn anything about myself apart from realising that if you put your head in something, you can do it. Like, knowledge-wise, you know, the law's just so massive. And I'm not academic at all, really. Mm-hmm. And most of the job is like you have to be academic Mm -hmm. with stuff but yeah I don't think personally I didn't really learn anything that I didn't know before I joined the police Mm -hmm. so you researched it well before yeah I like I saw the job role wanted to do that Mm -hmm. people look up like people look up to you or hate you whatever but I wanted to be that difference did you ever feel that your life was in jeopardy at any time yeah really yeah well, can you give me an example or? well it's just not safe is it anywhere it's just like you're always on edge i feel like when i joined the police i was uneasy about certain places like you know when you when we go to westfields or something like that the public don't know what's going on and there's stuff big stuff going on like like knife crime or what, gangs Westfield yeah yeah like what, what, what the public don't see and what it's all what in oh you mean like the Stratford one yeah not not the uh, Shepherd Bush one the, all, all of them really all of them like I, I hate I wouldn't go in I wouldn't go in it yeah yeah the, just the police like your mind is is set different you can't everything's uneasy you're always judging somebody what's their next move what they're thinking their motive yeah it, it especially, does. Yeah, especially when you see a juvenile all in black with gla- leather gloves on. They think it's cool, but that's probably a signature uniform for a criminal. Yeah, or a, a balaclava and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's unnecessary. Why do you need to go into a corner shop and wear a balaclava? Yeah. You're just wearing one because you want to scare somebody or be... like You, you just want to put somebody in fear. Intimidate them. Intimidate them. Yeah. But actually, you're just an idiot behind a mask yeah. and you're like 12 years old <laughs> no i see i see no i see your point <laughs> yeah because these people they don't care about you it's like 12 year olds 11 year olds will stab you they don't care even though you're a policewoman police they do woman. not care they do not care and then if and then later on they claim that they're only a child and they haven't thought about what they've done. No, that's strange. It's interesting you say that because you're giving me more insight because I always thought wearing the, the vest is a bit OTT, but... No, you need to wear it. Yeah, and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because back in the day, they never used to wear the the vests no, and stuff. No, I grew up there just plain as they are. Yeah, just like a, yeah. a shirt and a tie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, to be honest, it's, it's good, but the uniform's heavy. Yeah. It's like three stones. Yeah. You've got your vest, you've got your baton, you've got your cuffs. And you've got all that gear. That you've got all the, the gear belt. on your waist. So I, because when I used to be in the military, we have a body and all of that and, the, and all our ammunition and stuff. And that weighs quite a bit. The belt alone weighs 22 kilograms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, obviously the weapon, I think the weapon's 4.8 kilograms, uh, et cetera. But now I couldn't wear all that kit. I have some spinal image mm-hmm. issue. Uh, issue issues but I look at you guys I think oh it's a lot of kit yeah especially when oh. you're running after somebody yeah. it's impossible yeah, you need you need to exercise a lot in your own time do you know what the actual for being in the police and having to be fit for the police is a really unhealthy I gained more weight join in the police you just don't have time to go to the gym you eating unhealthy you eating sweets crisps eating out of a vending machine because you're just on the go 24 7. so it sounds like they need more police to divide at the time yeah or better policing methods better policing methods more people you know there's like thirty-five thousand police officers in london there's like nine million people yeah and you add the tourists and everybody else it's like 13. yeah it's just yeah. it's just not uh, it's a lot it's a big uh, london's a shit but that's why i said that recording thing to just send us evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make life so much easier. I may should, should create a system and an app. Yeah. <laughs> make a load of money for literally. <laughs> yeah, but you still have that. You still have your body worn as evidence. Yeah, your but body it's can. not. It's not. You have to have it written down. Yeah, but if they speak it in, then you can get that software that can. Obviously, as long as you speak clearly, yeah, you can decide. You can type it out. Do you see what I mean? And, and stuff like that. But yeah. Well, we're coming to the end of the journey. It's been great speaking to you. Thank you very much. Learning likewise. about things. We wish you well in life. Thank you. And thank you for your service on two fronts. Obviously, <laughs> the undertaker and the police. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day, as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.